0: Previously on Adventure They Wrote. Who sent you?
1: Ajax. Ajax sent me. Who's Ajax? Ajax is the captain. What does he want? Ajax said you were snooping around after the dragon. Where do we find him? Their ships are currently dry docked on Deepwater Isle. Which ship is the captain aboard? He is usually on the flagship. They call it the Glory.
2: They call it the City of Splendors, Crown of the North. The sparkling spectacle of it all is quite something to behold. I, on the other hand, relish what lurks beneath the surface. With a past as colored as my own, I simply cannot help it. After all, what better place to hide in plain sight than in a city so full of wonder and intrigue? Besides, what's past is past, and oftentimes those who seek to better themselves and the worlds around them sometimes do so because of what they've left behind. Indeed, some call it the City of Splendors. To everyone else, it's simply Waterdeep.
1: Okay, so when we last left, uh, you guys had just arrived to the Waterdeep Harbor. Uh, you were made immediately aware of the no racing to Deepwater Isle <laughs> policy uh, by a, a gruff and no nonsense city guard. Uh, as you're able to kind of take in your surroundings a little bit more, you hear the the uh, seagulls and the creaking timbers, and uh, you also hear. Uh, a bit down the way, a bit of a hubbub. Um, and uh, amidst the hubbub, you hear the very distinct voice and a recognizable voice
3: of Croc. Doran, can you hold this sword for me, please? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> of course, friend.
3: Ledger's always thinking.
0: Maxwell kind of motion to the group and to point over to
1: where Croc is and. St- kind of jog over. Uh, When you get closer, um, you see that uh, uh, Croc is is sort of directing uh, a group of guards to various tasks on the docks. It looks almost like they're barricading certain areas. They're setting up little base camps. Um, Nearby, uh, a tavern has been um, kind of commandeered and you see uh, guards coming and going from this tavern. And just the the busyness, the the docks are even busier than normal, but it's this very specifically, it's just full of guards kind of trying to navigate between all the sailors um, and merchant people that are coming off of these boats and basically just making a big mess of all of it. At Croc's feet is a small black and white cat. Um, that kind of, it, it's like, it's weaving in and out of his legs as he moves, and he keeps trying to nudge it away with his foot, and every time it he does, it steps away just a little bit, but then it comes back in and starts nuzzling against his feet and, and meowing up at him relentlessly. Max will use that as
0: his opportunity to kind of break the ice of this weird going on and say, um... Uh, that, that looks pretty good. you
1: can going to eat that later. Croc turns around and looks at you, Max, and you can tell. It, I mean, his eyes are sort of bloodshot. It looks like he's been awake for, um, you know, a couple days at this point. And when he, he sees you and, and it takes him a second to process what you just said, and he looks down at the cat and he said, no, uh, what? No, Max, leave the cat alone. I'm not gonna do anything to the cat. Um, what's going on? Croc sighs, um, a long suffering sigh, and uh, he he explains that these pirates have dry docked on the on Deepwater Isle, um, and while normally uh, the guard would sort of just give them a wide berth. This is a larger-than-normal group of pirates, <clears throat> and they've been making soirees into the the uh, city um, and causing a bit of problems. So he's trying to set up... He's trying to establish kind of watch stations into the city um, to monitor where these pirates are coming from and where they're going.
0: Yeah, we, uh, we ran into a couple of them, and um, we were... Uh we were tipped off that, that they might be involved with uh, the thing that we're involved with and um, so we
1: were hoping to be able to get over there and check it out. Now Max, what do you have a passive insight of to match your passive investigation and perception? Insight no I had I would have to roll. I mean like my
0: passive insight would just be 13. Okay, I want you to roll an insight check. Okay. Do get advantage because Croc is my friend? No, because he's exhausted. <laughs> then that's then that's a ten.
1: Oh, okay. You don't get anything from him. Yeah. So he 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 hears that. He hears you talk about it, and he says where uh, where was this? And he he pulls out a map um, from his jacket, and he kind of he looks for a place to put it, and then a nearby guard turns around and offers up his back as kind of a. And he he holds the map up against this guard's back. And he says, where was this? Where did this happen? Uh, Trade Ward. Um, just outside of, at its
0: wizardly home security. Uh, we were, we were leaving there and we came out, we got accosted in the alley. We went up to the roof and, uh, we, we had a, a quick fight with a couple of pirates, um, and uh, got the information about their Captain Ajax out on
1: Deepwater Isle and uh, their flagship, the Glory. He takes a a bit of, like, charcoal and marks a little X on the map uh, where you described it happening outside of, uh, at its wizardly home security. You can see that the map is sort of checkered, with all these check marks that there are, you know, over a dozen of them um, that have happened inside of Waterdeep. And uh, he starts folding the map again, and as he does, he, he turns back and he asks, H- how many were there? Uh, four. Uh, yeah, four. There were
0: one leader, one pirate, two, five. There were five because there were four pirates and a wizard.
2: A fledge. As Croc was um, had the the map unfolded, the Countess uh, wanted to sort of take a peek over his shoulder. Are the markings the same as the map that was in his office that the Countess had peered at?
1: Roll a perception check for me.
2: Twenty
1: two. Wow. Okay, so all of the check marks that showed the robberies have corresponding check marks here. But there are more check marks here than there were corresponding robberies. Does that make sense? More pirate attacks than robberies? Than robberies, okay. But all of the robberies have corresponding check marks on the pirate map.
2: All right, so the Countess is just going to um, message Max and say, that looks interesting. It appears as though corresponding marks to pirate attacks to robberies, yet there seem to be quite a fair bit more pirate attacks than
0: robberies. Max will quickly turn and look at the Countess and nod and respond in message. You know, Panana mentioned that that tabaxi wizard had come in and was snooping around, so I wonder if the wizard... Or wizards are involved with the robberies
2: themselves. Indeed, we ought to um, we to find out a little bit more about this this uh, the powers of this um, this statue.
3: Max will
0: turn back to Croc, and say, um, as you know, trying to do everything on the up and up here. Do you uh, do you care if we go and kind of clandestinely check out this pirate
1: enclave? Croc uh, looks across the water and then he looks back at you and he's, he's nervous which is a look that you're not used to seeing on his face he says honestly Max I wouldn't recommend it they've got that island buttoned up so tight
2: we do like unbuttoning things though don't we
1: Dang, Countess.
2: <laughs> this is a
1: family show. <laughs> Point, I, I'm imagining a pointed look at the guard who offered his back as a table, and now he's just feeling so uncomfortable.
0: <laughs> Max is going to look at him and say, all right, I'm taking that under advisement, but we've really got to solve this case, and I have confidence in my in my crew here, including your your friend and my new my new employee <laughs> and points at
3: Ledger. Ledger is completely green at this point. He started <laughs> to turn red when Max is talking and now he just looks like he's going to throw up. Because Max just essentially told Croc about the, you know, brutal uh, one would call it murder. Ledger wouldn't, but you know, <laughs> one might clean up. Uh, yeah, and so Ledger's kind of speechless. Oh yes, Ledger has been
2: quite helpful. He's he's doing an inventory of of all the things that we um we need to expense along our our investigation here. <laughs> oh.
0: Apparently, there's some sort of investments too. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh yes, just getting the paperwork in such an order. It's been pretty boring, but I'm out for a, a a little bit of fresh air, Croc. Huh? Yeah, fresh air. These are these are are great people. Thank thank you for setting me up with the work, Croc.
1: Croc gives Ledger a very level
0: look. I never knew that cooking the books could be so exciting. Uh- <laughs>
4: It's practically electric. <laughs>
1: <laughs> croc, croc gives a uh
0: huh. Hey, you were the one who said that he was pretty good in a fight. We're yet, we've yet to see that. And he does the little little nudge. Little, ah. it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be fine. We're gonna go kick some pirate ass. I mean,
5: booty.
1: Uh, We're going to go sneak around and not be seen. (laughs) Croc looks like uh, you guys are very lucky that he has other more important things going on. Otherwise, he would explore this conversation in greater depth. (laughs) Selena's
5: (laughs) going to kind of lean in now. She's been sort of listening to what everybody's been saying, and she's going to ask Croc, Croc, it sounds like these pirates know a bit about the agency. Have you heard anything on that front? It'd be nice to have a little insight onto what they know about us before we uh, unbutton the situation.
1: He says I haven't heard anything about that. Uh, that they came in late at night, set up before we even knew what was going on. Um, we've we've been playing catch up ever since. I I don't really have any sort of information. Uh, Right now, I'm just cleaning up messes and trying to prevent more from happening. So, have they completely taken over the island? He says more or less. Uh, Deepwater Isle, you know, has a couple, like, military towers on it that the city uses for defense. Mostly, it just serves this purpose. It serves the purpose of of boats going and, and... you know, setting up dry dock there to repair and, and be on their way. This is the first time that uh, the island has been sort of occupied. You know, it's they've set up like their own little pirate town, and they're towing the line. They haven't done anything so bad that military intervention is warranted. It's not like they've launched an assault. Yeah, that's what I was going to Yeah, they haven't launched an assault on the city. They're just kind of partying like a little too hard and, you know, being a little too rowdy. And with... Croc also says with how powerful their wizards are, right now the thinking is that if we just let them figure out what it is they're figuring out and then move beyond their way, that's in the best interest of the city. If they were to go at them right now with the power of those wizards, who knows what happens. All right. Well,
0: um, I think it might be mutually beneficial for us to go over there and let you know what's
1: going on. He says, look, I know you guys are capable. And then he gives a very direct look at the countess.
2: She just, lo- she looks away, like, <laughs> looks over her shoulder so he's looking at somebody else.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who, me?
2: I would never. Yeah.
1: But he says, uh, just be careful. Uh, that that island is crawling with them. You know, the glory is over there. They've got, from what we can tell, six other ships dry docked. Oh, wow. And so... Watch yourselves, be careful, but yeah, if you can if you can bring back information, if you can help us figure this out, that'd be great. Do you have a skiff that we could borrow? Uh, he points to one at the dock nearest you, and it's, yeah, it's just like a little skiff, mast, sail. You can use that one. All right, that'll work.
5: What size ships are dry docked next to the Glory?
1: Kroc tells you that they, uh, um, they can't get a good size of the, the ships because they're all pulled up far enough that they can't really see, and they're close enough together. They just know that there's a bunch of ships up there. So
5: we can't approximate how many may have come on the ships? That would be correct.
1: How many pirates?
5: Crook, one question. Uh, so there are
2: still military o- on the island?
1: Yes, the pirates have not uh, uh, messed with the towers. So there are some very nervous soldiers sitting in those towers. Uh,
2: how do they go back and forth from... from- here to there?
1: Um, transport ships. I see. I like where your head's at.
2: Hmm. Is there, is there any possibility that we might be able to, instead of, um, borrowing this ship, um, find passage on one of those?
1: Uh, he tells you that the next transport ship isn't scheduled until tomorrow. Uh, and this will be the first transport ship since the pirates got there, so they don't know how the pirates will respond.
2: Would the Countess have seen um, military personnel at any point?
1: Uh, I would imagine officers, military officers at uh, Balls and whatnot. She might think that um, that is representative of the military in general.
2: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes, then Uh, the Countess will suggest... uh, Yes, I suppose we could do that. i I do have a means of disguising myself um, and we could possibly I could possibly lead us onto the island. that or we wait until the morning and and board a vessel that actually has military personnel aboard as backup.
0: True. I guess the question that we have to answer is, do we want to go under the cover of darkness or do we want to go in the daytime?
2: Might we have a conversation with the military personnel and officer or such, um, perhaps I know someone, and um, persuade them to leave somewhat early because of the pirate um, riffraff on the island there? Ooh,
0: that's a good idea.
5: We could offer our services, after all. It's true. They're going to be nervous.
0: Well, I think it would be helpful if we knew what was going on out there before we actually cross the water. Um, Doran, do you, do you have any uh, wild-shaped forms that you could use to be able to go and check it out?
4: Why, of course. We've got a couple. I could be a dolphin. Or a snake. Or, I don't know, a monkey or something.
5: <laughs> Doran, we need to teach you what monkeys can do.
4: <laughs> they can swim.
5: But technically, yes.
4: That wouldn't look weird or anything.
5: No, that out there,
4: monkey <laughs> swimming up the Where island. Where
5: did a monkey come from? More of an intelligent dolphin-like creature sounds like a better choice. Celine wants to ride a dolphin, though, so just a fair warning. <laughs>
4: I think Doran's safe. I think dolphins aren't large enough. So, okay. You can do that the thing where you grab the fin. She's not going to try.
5: Yeah.
3: And it, he just pulls you through the water.
4: Yes. It's not technically right.
3: I think that if Doran can find out more about these pirates, I might know a little bit about where they're from and can maybe piece things together. But um, we need to know what other ships are over there. All right, Doran.
4: Doran gives a little wink and a nod. I'll be back in a jiffy! He dives into the water and turns into a regular old poisonous snake. At a swimming speed of 30, how long will
1: it take Doran to get across the harbor?
4: (laughs) You guys have got time to
1: get some food. (laughs) Max walks over to the
0: meat pie stand.
5: (laughs) Celine. Is looking around. Is there a pub nearby? The, doc? <laughs>
0: the Countess.
5: <laughs> the Countess eyes you. And she like pulls out a flask from her.
2: <laughs>
0: <handbag>.
5: <laughs> well, okay. I,
0: if you insist.
2: <laughs> Actually, I mean, if there is a pub, we could we could go see if there's like a a military uh, establishment where we could uh, talk to some of the military
3: personnel before they head out and get some intel. Yeah, we should wander around and see what we can find.
5: And I was thinking about picking up rum.
4: That would probably be better anyways. If Doran comes back after paras- perilously dodging pirates and barely escaping, just getting the information, and it comes back and it was like wasted. Whoa!
5: Whoa, Doran!
4: We just been drinking the whole time. <laughs> Ever- everyone's
1: wasted at the Ferrunian equivalent of TGI Fridays. <laughs>
4: <laughs> comes back sweating, covered in blood and water. Okay guys, I did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the statue. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You guys won't believe what hat Is that a mudslide? <laughs> Are you drinking a mudslide right now? Is that a quesadilla? <laughs> I want one of those. Doran, you take off on your journey across uh, Deepwater Harbor. And uh, you're making good time out to the island. Uh, as if your swim speed was 35 and not 30. Uh, so you're feeling great. On your way out, you are nearly attacked by a merman, but at the last moment, he sort of veers off away from you uh, and then comes up in front of you and and looks at you and he, he says, you're not a poison snake.
4: Is he stopped in front of me looking at looking at Doran?
1: He's
2: trolling trolling you in the
4: ocean. Like what's going
1: on here? He's he's kinda he's like swimming along with you almost. He he hasn't stopped you, he's like swimming along with you. Dorin will <laughs> 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 Huh He answers you as if he were talking to a poison snake so you you can understand him in snake and he says your accent is terrible
4: <laughs> well it's my first time trying it I'll Doran will say snakeish <laughs> snakelish snake uh, snake Snick. In snoodle, he'll say that in snoodle.
5: <laughs> Danger noodle! Danger noodle!
1: <laughs> he does a little twist as he's spinning, or as he's swimming along. He spins along with you a little bit, and he says, uh, "Well, you need to work on it because it is—it is not good. It is.
4: What? What's your problems, Mister? I'm just—I'm just swimming here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He puts his he puts his hands back behind his head, uh, and he's still swimming along. He's got a, a trident in one hand, so he's sw- and he's on his back swimming too. So he's underwater, swimming backwards, like in a very relaxed hands behind his head pose. Uh, and he says, "Well, I was I was just swimming along too, and then I saw this poisonous snake, and I thought it could be you know a danger to the village, so I." came up here to get rid of it and lo and behold it's just a druid playing at being a poison snake
4: well you got me I, I don't know what to say I... <laughs> <laughs>
0: Doran's honesty comes to
4: <laughs> I'm a little embarrassed uh... <laughs> <laughs> I'm usually so good at that yeah uh, I, you know I'm heading over to, to that deep water isle uh, you know anything about it uh, he, he squints
1: his eyes He says, uh, those... Gonna go take a look at those pirates, huh? Are you uh, gonna try to do something about them?
4: Well, you know, I've I've got a a team, a crack team, and uh, we're gonna investigate and (laughs) take care of those pirates.
3: Cut to Ledger eating potato skins. <laughs> with the price on a duck. <laughs> Crack team. The mud slides are flowing. The
2: Countess is like, is like, yeah, no, she's squinting down and, and saying a mud, a mud watch now.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Selena's like unlimited French fries. <laughs> <laughs> the the merman looks at you, Doran. And he says, well, those guys, they don't have much respect for the ocean. So, uh, you want a hand? You want some help?
4: Sure, that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Well, what you got?
1: He says, well, I, I think I can get you over there quicker than your your snake. <laughs> I can't help much once you get there because... And then he looks down at his, his tail. Well,
4: well, yeah.
1: And he says... He says, I don't have any legs.
4: I, yeah, I get that.
1: <laughs> so I'm just, I'm going to have to stay here in the water. R- right. Because of the absence of legs. <laughs> that, I just yeah. have this tail, so I can swim really good in the water.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's it. Well, you're really good at it. I, um, hey, thanks. Yeah, well, are you going to, do you want to bring me back too, or... Yeah, I can. I, I, want, I can hang out. I don't want to be a burden. No, no, no. That's good.
1: I can hang out in the water, where I'm limited, to.
4: Because I, I mean, I mean, it's 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 midday, you know. And the pirates might be, they might, you know, they might be looking with their uh, with, from the crows nests.
1: He looks confused. He's like, are there crows nests underwater?
4: Well, I mean, no. Oh,
1: well, then I'll be all right, because that's where I'll be.
4: <laughs> 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 Is underwater. Just, I'm just trying to look out for you, friend.
3: And I appreciate that. Hey, introduce yourself. Give him a business card. Always <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oh, Brad! Please give him just a soggy business. Card. No, have have and, the
2: branding on the side tail. of your snake if, body.
1: Yes.
4: If I was Dory thinking more like he's it a, out.
1: He's a snake, so you would have to regurgitate them. <laughs> <laughs> into... <laughs>
4: what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Uh...
1: <laughs> there you go. That's for you. What do they call you, friend? <laughs> he says, "My name is Seaver."
4: Any anytime you wanna. Just grab me and go. He says,
1: yeah, sure. And he, he sort of like, he grabs you and wraps you around like one would a a sash. And he takes off zooming towards Deepwater Isle. When he drops you off at, at an area of the harbor that is, it's actually outside of the harbor. The, the ships have been docked on the windward side of the island. And you're, you're sort of deeper underwater, so you, you, there's nothing visible right now. And he gives you a thumbs up. And he's like, hey, man, uh, I hope you can do something about these pirates. They are... Uh, they're the worst.
4: All right, well, um, I think uh, I'll be back in a, a little bit. So I'll see you then.
1: He's like, great, I'll just... I'll hang out here. And he starts... He just starts... He like, sw- He's at the bottom, and he just starts
4: playing with some seashells. And Jordan will swim... To show Great, okay, so before we do all this, because Doran right now can only see ten feet, which is gonna really hamper um anything.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: He's gonna snake his way into a bush, uh turn into Doran, and then turn into a Bill Dret.
1: Oh perfect. Let's cut back real quick. Let's cut back to the rest
3: of the team. What are you guys? What are you guys up to in Waterdeep? Cut to the rest of the team eating cake that's like shaped like a chocolate volcano. I
2: I think the Countess would have suggested trying to find like taking Celine's cue, trying to find a pub, but one where military would uh, frequent, so that they could maybe get some more intel on the island from a military perspective.
1: Ooh, a heads up with these military guys. That's great.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Ledger was serious about those potato skins. That's a thing that he's actually seeking out. <laughs> um, so you find one uh, that is
1: nearby that um, the military outpost that I so confidently uh, confirmed the existence of earlier, and um, it is it's full of. I mean, it's it's a little busier than what you would normally expect from a harbor side bar at this hour but because the guards have kind of disrupted everything, um, there's a little bit more hubbub, a little bit more cats walking around, (laughs) just howling into
2: microphones.
1: (laughs) And uh, you you see some guard, uh, I'm sorry, you see some sort of military police type looking people. They're they're not the guards, um, but they are the kind of military arm of the the folks that guard the city. So the people that typically man the walls. The cat's in this tavern out of control. There's numerous uh, walking around howling at people. But they're necessary. There's
3: catnip bushes all over <laughs> yeah. outside. Yeah, they're, they're necessary they're keep to keep swarming.
1: Uh, keep down the population rate. of the rats, uh, so that the city has recently brought in a bunch of cats um, <laughs> no. to try to Doran. curb the rat <laughs> no. problem. I've made a mistake. <laughs> Doran no suddenly feels a sense of dread. <laughs> no metagame, um, and uh, but there are there are the the military folks there that would be the ones sent out to the, the um, outposts on the island.
5: Does Celine? see any uh bartenders or staff that she would rec- she's recognized from her
1: work you do see some people that you've worked with in prior establishments uh typically like bussers and and waiters and that sort of thing um you do recognize the bartender uh though no. i do not
5: recognize the bartender
1: you no not the bartender but you do recognize a couple um of the the uh lower level folks, waiters, waitresses, and, um, table bussers.
5: Okay. Um, I'm going to go up to one of the waiters and ask, um, what they've heard about what the military is trying to do with all these pirates.
1: Um, you get a waiter that, uh, you remember because he had a, he had a thing for you a long time ago. And he's like, oh, uh, hey, Celine. um, what's, so what's up, how's it going?
5: It's going great, how are you?
1: Good, 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 no, I'm great, I'm great, I'm, uh, you know, I'm basically like, uh, pretty much like the head waiter here, pretty much like the, the main guy, pretty much, you know, running the show down here at the floor, you know what I mean?
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally, totally, you know, you should, um, you should look into bartending next. You get you get a lot of tips.
1: No. Um, really? Yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to do know. that. I'm going to do that.
5: So, uh tell me, have you heard anything about the pirates going on out here? It's, uh, it seems like there's a lot of military folks in here have they have they been talking about pirates lately or maybe what they might be planning?
1: No. No, yeah, they they are though. They are um <clears throat> uh they like um Yeah, they're they're really nervous about it. They uh, they don't know how this next the, they've got some guards. Guards are going out um tomorrow. You know, I almost I almost signed up, but uh
5: Gotta get that bartending.
1: No, it's just like I guess I've got like flat feet, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and they. I uh, yeah, got
5: a tail. They don't take tails either.
1: No, they don't. They don't. Uh, they don't make. They don't make boots. I guess for feet that are as flat as mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's in a journal, actually, in a medical. Really? Yeah, they're that. They're inverted. And, um, <clears throat> but, uh, no, these guys, they, they're sending some folks out tomorrow. They don't, um, you know, they, uh, they said they're going to scope out the the sitch. See if maybe they needed to send more folks in.
5: Right, that sitch. Did they say anything about what the pirates have done so far, or what interactions have been like, or anything like that? I
1: guess just making <clears throat> making some trouble in town. Not here though. He like, he flexes. He tries to hold a flex.
5: Tries to hold a flex. Yeah, he's like
1: yeah, they're not, they haven't come in here though.
5: She notices what he's doing and she's gonna play into it. Okay. So she's gonna, she's gonna take her tail. Yeah. She's just gonna run it up and down his arm. A little bit. He goes, a little...
1: <laughs> and then he but he, he collects himself,
5: mm, yes, right, and then she's gonna ask him, well, you know have have you had a run in with any of these pirates? It looks like you could handle yourself if if you did
1: he says no uh <clears throat> nope i uh haven't seen no. them.
5: not even one pirate
1: they, <laughs> No, they've been uh and clear.
5: You know, that's kind of a shame. I I really like guys that can, you know, handle themselves around pirates.
1: He's like, well, I could. He's looking around now. He's like, I could if they came in here. I mean, I could, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Mm Mhm. He's still flexing. He looks like he's about to burst a blood vessel in his eye. (laughs)
5: Mm-hmm.
1: He kicks the cat at his feet. He's like, "Get out of here, cat! I'm busy."
5: She looks disgusted with him at this point because he just kicked a cat. Because she yeah. still likes cats. <laughs> that that Tabaxi was just like, <laughs> off. like,
3: you know. That Tabaxi
1: lightning bolted you. <laughs>
5: uh, so she's gonna um, just while he's still flexing and you know sort of trying to kick around a cat, just sort of. Snap her tail into his face a little bit, just like a little okay. on the face. Yeah, and then uh, you're like, "Well, thanks for uh, the info. If you uh, have a run-in with those pirates, uh, let me know, and maybe we can um, restart this conversation." He says, "Yeah,
1: I." Uh, uh, and then as you're as you're walking away, he m- more loudly is like, "Yeah, I will. I, I yeah, you got it." how how do I how do I reach you if that happens
0: give him a business card
5: yeah she's gonna flick a business card at him she's not gonna hand it to him (laughs) she's just gonna take out one of the detective business cards flick it across the room and keep going she's gonna go up and order some rum at the bar
1: roll a dexterity check (laughs) I'm also assuming a flick with the tail yeah.
5: Yes, that's a fourteen.
1: So it lands near him, but in someone's drink. <laughs> uh, the, that the the person is like lifting up to his face, and the waiter sort of like pushes his face away from the drink and grabs it, and then fishes <laughs> the card out. He's like, "You got it? Mm. No, yeah. You, I'll see you later." She's
5: not going to respond. She's going up to get a drink now.
1: Doran, on the island. Okay, so you've you've turned into a rat now. You can see in your rat form um, that uh, th- there's one enormous pirate ship on the beach that's been pulled up onto the beach, uh, and it's pretty ornately festooned with um, you know intricately carved uh, handrails, um, a, a great big figurehead at the front. It's a. I mean, it's like a galleon. This doesn't look like a pirate ship. This looks like a military vessel, um, possibly that, you know, has been taken over and commandeered by
4: pilot, pirates. Doran has just realized um, he's a forest gnome. That's a forest druid. He's lived in the forest his whole life. And he's looking for, like, on the side of the ship, which is like the Mayflower. <laughs> but I don't think it's probably not something like that on the ship.
1: Actually, the name, the name of that ship is in kind of gold filigree across the back of it, uh, in very ornate calligraphy, and it says Glory. All right. Just as expected. Okay, so to the left of the uh, Glory are three more ships, uh, and their names are um, not in golden filigree, but they are painted on the back. Uh, some with more care than others uh, to the furthest left is a very sleek ship uh, and the name Kestrel is painted on the side next to that is the Cutter, uh, it's a slightly larger ship, it looks like it's more attack focused uh, you can see that there are you know weapons and all that kind of stuff bristling at the sides of it next to that is the Marauder Uh, But the paint job on the Marauder is not very good. And Marauder is spelled M-O-R-A-D-E-R. On the other side of the glory is a kind of big squat ship. Uh, This looks like a merchant vessel, not necessarily built for speed, um, just sort of um, big and sturdy. And the name Glacier is printed on it. And then next to that is another smaller ship, not quite as small as the Kestrel, but still pretty small, very slender. And it's called the Swift with a
4: PH. Are these all all in common, right? They're all in common. Yes,
1: they're all in common. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then on the far right is um, a ship. It's uh, It looks kind of like a stereotypical pirate ship, right? Like uh, painted black. Um, a little dilapidated, a little run down. Uh, and the name of that ship printed on the side is Pirate Ship.
4: Okay. Um, what's the surrounding? What are the dry docks like? Is there a lot of vegetation? Is there a Beach. Other families hanging out.
1: So what you can see, this is a uh, it's a rocky beach, and the ships have been pulled up onto sort of areas that have almost been carved out into the rocky beach, so they can rest. Um, there are crews sort of working on the hulls of the ship. Um, they're they're knocking off barnacles. They're sealing up leaks. Further up the beach, you can see a kind of makeshift camp. Um, You know, tents have been pitched. Buildings have been, you know, uh, uh, thrown up out of driftwood and that sort of thing. And um, you can see one much larger building, a building much larger than the rest of them. You said
4: tents. So this is like a structure, like a...
1: Well, there are tents and there are buildings. Uh, And I mean, it's almost like i mean imagine a bunch of pirates are going to be sitting somewhere for a while they're kind of given free reign to like set up your base right so some of them are like well i'm going to put up a hammock and that's going to be good for me because i'm the lazy pirate and then other pirates are going to be like well i'm the ex-military pirate so i brought a tent um and then one of the pirates is like from a fairy tale so he's going to build a little house out of sticks uh um, but uh, sort of chief among them, there is this great big building that looks like it was actually constructed um, from boards and and timbers and the like. Uh, and it is disproportionately large. Um, it is not a human-sized building. It is a larger than human sized building.
4: As if a larger than human sized creature exists inside of it. Yes.
1: Uh, And as you are um, watching that building, um, you see emerging from the entrance the largest minotaur that you've ever seen in your life. One horn is broken off. You know, scars kind of crisscross his entire body. And uh, he's carrying uh, a great axe that glows with like an iridescent blue hue. And in his wake is uh, a pretty, a relatively scrawny human wearing a cloak that is more patches than cloak. Uh, All different colored patches kind of rippling in the breeze.
4: Does that cloak look analogous to the cloak that Selene is currently wearing?
1: Yes, as they step out of this building, and the Minotaur is kind of—he's—he's he's looking out, and he's looking out at the—the the work on the camp, and the work on the boats, and everything else. The breeze blows back the hood on the—the the human wearing the cloak, and you can see, kind of creeping up from his neck, the same corruption that is destroying your forest.
4: The corruption. Which is more like a...
0: The largest minotaur we've ever seen, or at least Doran's ever seen, and the corruption. This can't go well. Hello there, it's Jason, your producer, also Max the Goblin Detective. I have to issue a gigantic apology. Uh, Life got very, very busy for me recently, and I was not able to get the show produced in time, so that is why it is late. I deeply apologize, and um, I'm going to try to make it up to you guys with some extra content here in the future, so stay tuned for that. This is episode number nine. We have episode number 10, episode number 11, and I think that 11 is going to be our finale. Uh, We'll see. We'll see. It might be a two-parter. We'll check that out. Stay tuned. I know I say it at the end of every episode, but I'm going to say it again. Thank you for listening to the show. We really appreciate it. It's always great seeing the feedback on Twitter and in the podcast reviews and all of that stuff. So please keep it up. Thanks for listening. And uh, again, as always, huge props and huge thanks to Tabletop Audio. They allow us to use all of their stuff for free you can check him out at tabletopaudio.com Tim has all sorts of 10 minute soundscapes and ambiances and music beds and things like that that you can use in any tabletop gaming situation and if you feel like chipping in they have a Patreon you can check that out we're subscribers and Patreon subscribers get access to alternate tracks and sneak peeks and stuff like that it's really cool we love tabletop audio and I feel like it makes the show sound really good so check him out tabletopaudio.com If you are listening to this episode this week, the first week of September, and you are in the Seattle area this weekend at the Renton Comic Con Adventure, they wrote, is going to have a live show. I will not be in attendance because I'm going to be out of town for work. Don't ask me where I'm going to be because you'll hate to hear that I'm going to Disneyland. Doran will also not be there because he is in Minnesota, but the rest of the crew will be in attendance and we're going to be joined by Jess Ross, member of the D20 Dames amongst a plethora of other things. She's going to be guesting on the show with us. So come check it out if you're going to be in town this weekend at Renton Comic Con. All the details are posted on Twitter and Instagram and all of the social media, so check it out. Otherwise, that's going to do it for us. Thank you again for listening to episode number nine of Adventure They Wrote. We've only got a couple episodes left and some special edition stuff coming out, so stay tuned for more mystery. Uh, that, that looks pretty good. You're going to eat that later? Uh- <laughs> <laughs>
1: Of all the icebreakers that I was preparing for mentally, (laughs) like I had this buffer going of what direction he's going to go, eating the cat was not one of them. Give me just a second. Process.
3: Um... Ledger is mortified. No,
5: no. He's eating the the tuna, not the cat.
0: (laughs) I kid. I kid.
3: I would never. I would
0: never. This is an (laughs) anti-cat (laughs) agency. Very. What happened to this podcast? Super Ah. anti-cat podcast. It was a a, a tabaxi. uh. (laughs) Ah.